Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! What do you say? Let's boogie. I want a room with a view. I want a front row seat. I want to double down on a pair of fives that never once get beat. I want time to kill. I want a break in the clouds. I want to walk in the park. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 174 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's going pretty great. It's going great, Steve. Yeah? I'm in familiar territory. I'm doing a podcast with you and with the nickel slots on. The nickel slots, man. I was, like, looking up when we first spoke to them on the show, and 
it turns out it was episode 33 in 2009. So we're talking 10 years that uh, we've been giving the nickel slot some love right here on Bone Bat. Man, that's a lot of love. A whole lot of love. That's a different band entirely. And why is my news feed all of a sudden full of Led Zeppelin stuff? What? Does that happen to you too? I think it's because of Greta Van Fleet. They're bringing them back. Maybe Is that what's happening? That or, I, I don't know, Queen. There's a lot of like classic rock in the news right now. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I understand why the Queen thing. I mean, there was a movie and whatnot, but it was just like the last five days. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, five things you didn't care about with Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah, what? Jeez, enough. Enough of the Led Zeppelin, more of the nickel slots. <laughs> I guess so, huh? Yeah. Well, you definitely will get a lot of nickel slots this show. We opened the show with the lead-off cut from their brand-new release, Pack Up All Regrets. That tune was called Room with a View. And uh, we're going to have a lot more music during the show as well as an interview with the band themselves. So we're looking forward to that. Do you know what else we're looking forward to, Steve? What else are we looking forward to, Gordon? The Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival in Seattle. That's what. It's coming up soon, right? It's a a hair under two months from now. A hair. It's going to be a lot of hair. (laughs) Yeah. I got a deadline coming up, though. People need to start getting their act together, especially if these people happen to be filmmakers. March 1st, that's right, will be the uh, deadline for uh, films. And we've got a lot, but we still need a lot, especially features. Folks, we are looking for your comedy horror feature. I hope you've got something good for us and for our audience. If you do, please fire it in to uh, steve at bonehand.com. We want to hear about it. Yeah, and even if it's a horror feature, straight-up horror, scare the pants off me. We like that. We've done it before. That's right. My pants uh, have been off. The Seattle premiere of Found Footage 3D, straight horror, right in your grill here in Seattle. Boom. Pants came off. That's what happened. Pants came off. Scared the pants off me right there. Oh, okay. It was dark. You didn't see. (laughs) I'm usually sitting near you, so I I think I'd notice something like that. I thought you'd notice, too. It was kind of titillating that you pretended not to. Are you telling me you weren't pretending? I guess I I, I don't know. (laughs) I'm speechless. You've got me sputtering. When you reached into that popcorn bucket, it was sitting on my lap. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyone else uh, should know about this? Are advanced tickets on sale, Steve? Advanced tickets are on sale right now. There are links aplenty at bonebat.com, bonehand.com, and the film festival page itself. Uh, Additionally, we are currently working on some of the awesome swag for our backers. So we're working on art for patches, for mugs, our stretch goals. The T-shirts, I expect, will go to the printer this week. With the fantastic art from Dusty Peterson. Our fine printer, uh, Lance over at Creepy Cults, currently working on our posters and our tickets, postcards, all that good stuff. So we just got a lot of stuff that's going to be coming off presses here in the next few weeks. Things will be exciting. We'll get the movies uh, into line. The Pine Box Boys are still on tap. I got to get with them and find out what's up with our theme for this year's fest because we got a tune coming, I understand. Yeah. So there's a lot of excitement that we are uh, looking forward to with the fest. Indeed. And I would love to see you all there. It would piss me off if you weren't. Steve, what else pisses you off? You know what pisses me off, man? 
So what? last week here in Seattle, I, I'm sure some of you have heard the news, but uh, we had kind of a crazy week of snow. And in Seattle, we usually get like less than six inches of snow a year. So you'll get like a little snow in December. You might get a little snow in January. You get a little snow in February. It lingers Maybe a for a dusting. day. Yeah, it's a dusting. You might get a couple inches and then it rains. Soon it will warm up and it will rain and it goes away very fast. This year, though, was kind of different. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, first uh, news came out that we we're going to have snow on Friday. So everybody's like leaving work during the fr- Friday rush hour. I knocked off work at like 2.30 when it started snowing and I drove home. And we got about six inches of snow that night. And so we shoveled out and, you know, spent the weekend having fun in the snow, throwing snowballs and all that stuff. And the the roads were passable, but a little tough. If you had a two-wheel drive car, you wouldn't be getting around. And then Sunday night into Monday, shit got serious. And it snowed like another six to eight inches. It was nuts. And so the next morning we came out and it was just, it was hairy. And people couldn't get around, and I was able to make it to work and stuff. And then the next night, we got even more snow. And so we ended up, by by Tuesday morning, we had 19 inches of snow. I get up, I'm planning on going to work, I go outside, like limbs are falling out of our trees from the heavy snow, because that was much wetter. The early snow was like light, and this was wetter, and so we got limbs falling down. Like one limb just barely missed my daughter's car, another limb landed on our fence between my neighbor and I and kind of fucked it up. So I go out, I shovel that out, I clean up some limbs, and then the power goes out. And we, like, didn't have power all day. So it was just, it was kind of a jacked-up deal. And unless you had serious four-wheel drive, you weren't getting out of your house. And we live on a hill, so it's already kind of crazy steep. And it's just, it's nuts how the city of Seattle shuts down when any kind of snow happens. Like, you know, you and I sort of grow up, you you would drive in snow a little bit. So you, you were familiar with it, but people don't know. Like, you're on the freeway, and people are driving like a Sentra, and they're going by you at 70 miles for an hour. <laughs> and you're going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's just, it's nuts. And like, we went into the stores. I haven't seen stores this empty since the L.A. riots, man, where there was like no bread at Trader Joe's and QFC. It was like just cleaned out. It was nuts. You would think that people thought the, the literal apocalypse was happening. And it was nothing of the sort. But it, it was just really weird how people handled it. And, you know, the, the overreaction kind of pissed me off. That and the fact that, like, nobody could pick up our trash for three weeks. It started snowing after our Super Bowl party. So, like, the things are full with beer cans and pizza boxes and food stuff and whatever. And from that point on... It was like Trash Central. <laughs> we could not get rid of trash for three weeks. Living in garbage and right. ice. It wasn't until this week since the Super Bowl. It wasn't until this uh, this Monday morning when finally trash is picked up. So, yeah, that how how the CDS Seattle handles snow that pisses me off. It was kind of funny watching you know the news feed or the the rather the Facebook feed from you and your wife and it'd be all Steve's outside shoveling snow. Steve's fixing a broken fence. Steve's taking a limb off his daughter's car. Julie's getting pancakes. <laughs> Julie's buying wine. Yeah, it was funny because, like, it was pretty much like it was during the L.A. riots. I remember that time, like, you know, you went in and everybody's in line with bread and milk. And I got, like, beer and chicken for the hibachi. <laughs> like, <laughs> this time, you know, the bread is gone. The milk is gone. But Julie got chocolate and wine and bourbon and cheese. 
<laughs> oh, good. She had cheese covered. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the important things are there. Oh, good. Yeah. You know what pisses me off, Steve? Yeah, what pisses you off, Gord? Thai tea. <laughs> the the yeah. tea you better tell in the, the style that is attributed to Thailand. I don't know if they actually drink Thai tea in Thailand, but if you don't know what Thai tea is, it's this kind of black tea that is mixed with condensed milk, sugar, spices. The important thing is there's a lot of milk and there's a lot of sugar and it's a bright orange, sticky, hot thing. And I spilled eight gallons, gallons, mind you, of it in my van whilst driving. And it all came out. And believe me, that is the biggest mess I have ever seen inside a vehicle. It was amazing. This big jug of it I was carrying tipped over. The top popped off and it just went bloop, bloop. Blah, blah. And as I'm driving, I look in the rearview mirror in terror, and I just see these twin parallel orange lines of Thai tea behind me in the road. It's because it's pouring out from beneath <laughs> so it's both like of the side doors. So it's through the car and out the side doors? Out the side doors. Beneath oh the side. There's so much Thai tea in was the it van. Was like lapping at your ankles as you were driving? It was, it was like mostly... Uh, absorbed and there's a thick pad beneath the carpet of the the vehicle and it was sort of sloshing around in that porous layer of that until you step down and then the weight of your foot would push down and then you just get this lake of Thai tea around your foot and into your shoe and your sock. There aren't enough towels in the world to take care of this problem. (laughs) And thank Christ, it was cold lately. I know that the cold has not been kind to you, but by being cold, it did buy me some time before the milk, you know, started rotting and stinking like spoiled milk in the van. The roughly, I don't know, five, six gallons that remained beneath the carpet, in the carpet. Every single surface is sticky. It's just, it just from the ceiling gives... It sort of aerosolizes it's in there. You're just sticking to everything. Horrific, Steve. <laughs> that does sound terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. So it does not get, get fixed easily. Did you get it out easily. in the end? I mean, what's the, what's the end resolution? Well, mostly, mostly it's out. I took it to my mechanic, and I said, should I do this myself? Should I just tear out the, the carpets in the interior of the van and, like, order one of those... Those interiors, you know, online that's supposed to be just for your van. And he kind of looks at me and I love my mechanic because he always gives me this straight shit. And he's like, no, man, do not do that. That's that's just not going to work out for you. I got this covered. And so uh, he, he like lent me a van. He's like, here, take this van until I get yours done. I know you need it because, you know, you got to haul a base around because your kid plays the base. And I'll, I'll take care of this. And he took the carpet out and he took the pad out and he took like all of the interior out, all the little plastic pieces and everything. What? And, and like steam cleaned it and hosed it and had all his lackeys in there, like getting in all the nooks and crannies with towels and getting it all out. And then he, he hung it, the carcass, like a hide of some sick bear <laughs> inside 
the garage itself and they cranked up the heaters until it was 90 degrees in there and he like ran all the fans and had it in there for like a whole weekend like drying out he said it took like three men to pull it out of the van it was so fucking heavy so full of Thai tea and when it was over he expressed that it was perhaps a far larger job than he had at first <laughs> thought it was and I'm like God, thank God I didn't get involved in this. I would still be doing it. <laughs> and he's like, well, there you go. Uh, that'll be $1,000. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, see, I pinned him down up front. I'm like, so you're telling, and I used my wife to, to like seal the deal, so to speak. I said, so you're telling me if I go home and I tell my wife, this is how much it's going to cost to fix. That's a number that that is, <laughs> I you can stick to. I can stick to. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do it for that. I'm like, okay, as long as as long as that's a number that's solid. Because we talk about unimpressed. If you want to see my wife unimpressed, <laughs> that would have been the moment to do it. Nice. Trying to explain to her how I pulled that one off. Yeah, so I got the van back. It was nice of him to loan me uh, a loaner van for, for free, which I didn't actually need because... My kid promptly fell down and broke his arm and can't even play the bass, let alone haul one around. So at least you didn't pour Thai tea, though, in the loner van as well. <laughs> that would have been an insult to injury. No, but I got like a 55-gallon drum of marshmallows and just <laughs> set it on fire in that van <laughs> just to see what happened. I mean, shit, it's not mine. <laughs> you might be a bad person. I've said it before. I might be. Yeah. Hmm. Because I didn't remember chocolate and graham crackers. You're yeah, right. That's that's right. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thai tea. Thai tea pisses me off. And my van smells vaguely spicy still. <laughs> I'm waiting for the summertime, and I have a feeling it's going to stink. <laughs> During and the then summer, it's going to smell do. good because it'll be like, ah, oh, jasmine. <laughs> and spoiled milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Are you referring to that stripper, Jasmine? <laughs> I, I don't know. Does she live in California? You'd have to tell she me. She might now. I'm not sure. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Where wow. do you send your child support checks? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, why don't we listen to a tune? Mm. Let's listen to a song, Steve. All right. Here's another one from the brand new release from the Nickel Slots, Pack Up All Regrets. This is Gun Show. Sammy went down to the gun show. Sammy went down today. Sammy went down to the gun show. Somebody's gonna pay. Somebody's gonna pay. Oh Lord, somebody's gonna pay. Sammy went down to the gun show. Damnation's on its way.
We are back, and once again, that was Gun Show from Pack Up All Regrets, 2019 release from the Nickel Slots, which will be out on February 22nd. And joining us now, the band themselves. How you folks doing? Hey, hey Steve and Gord. It's good to talk to you. <laughs> well, Thanks please. for having us on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's it's awesome. We've talked to Paul, ba- the bassist, a few times on the show, but we've never been able to actually uh, finagle the entire band. So this is a thrill for us. Thanks, guys. Right on. Sure. Our so pleasure. We, well, they paid yeah, me so we, those appearances by myself before, so now this time I've got to show <laughs> yeah, I know. What, how much are we getting paid for this, Paul? <laughs> Millions. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves and what you do in the band? All right. Well, uh, I'm Steve. Uh, I play lead guitar. I'm Tony. I, I uh, sing and uh, play acoustic guitar, and, and I, I write the songs. So. I'm Chris. I'm the drummer, and I got the ten and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's not complaining. Nice, Kira. All right, you guys know the Black Flag album. Hell nice. yeah. Oh, my God. My cat is named Kira, so. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. And I'm Paul. I uh, play bass and mandolin and sing backup. Bass and mandolin and bass pedals and uh, squeeze box and trumpet, right? Whatever the situation calls for. He yeah, does. You're a like lot. the Swiss Army knife for that band. Siren, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're absolutely thrilled to be featuring some cuts from your uh, brand new release, Pack Up All Regrets. And you know the way Gord spells, I'm surprised we're not promoting uh, Pack Up All Regrets. 
because that's uh, that, that's <laughs> how it might have went. Regrets. What the fuck? It's backup. Yeah, backup that was the alternate title. <laughs> See, hey, doozies in there. I'm a horrible speller, but every time someone gives me shit about my spelling, I say, "Hey, fuck you." Did I spell that right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna test you. That. <laughs> You know, the, I'm going to start using that. The song that we played before we started the interview, too, was Gun Show. It was so nice of you to name a song after Gord. Clearly, Paul yep. seen Gordon with his shirt off. That's right. Oh. I'm massive. Those guns, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we it's, all... Yeah. It's one of those free admission gun shows. I wasn't even thinking about that when I wrote the song. <laughs> I don't know why. You see me with my shirt shirt off. I freaking called it Rib Show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no guns allowed in my house. Although, Chris, you got some guns. I got guns. You do. See, this is a great Northern California mix. We got the we got the, the gun camp, the no gun camp, all living together in harmony. I love it. Yes. <laughs> living together and making harmony. There you go. Ooh. Well, speaking of making harmony, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this new album came together? Well, <laughs> 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 You guys are uh, bad, right? like everything You know about music. Start. Jesus, I didn't mean to stop I mean, after a lot of the songs we've been playing probably two years, right? Oh, more yeah. than that. More than two years? We've been playing some of these for four years at least. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. This album came together slowly. That's how it came together. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> we were still writing a couple of them um, while we were recording. Yeah, the we Door was written last May, so that's... Yeah. But yeah, these songs have been around for a while playing them, but, uh, you know, when uh, getting into recording takes time um and we kind of screwed around for a while but we finally got it done yeah we started the record uh and threw in some tom petty covers oh, that we right. released during the early part of this recording session and we released those digitally only uh, prior to him dying and then we finally got back at it to finish the record all right we love recording recordings like uh you know we play the music, we play the clubs, and we uh, we practice, and we play shows, we practice, we play shows, and uh, going into the studio and recording is like a whole nother mindset. You have to, yeah. um, it can be maddening at times, um, it can be exhausting, you can have wasted nights, but the uh, creative process over time is uh, unlike anything else that musicians do, it's its own thing, and um it's exhausting. It's like running a marathon when you finally get done with it and you, you, you walk out with your product. But, but it's so rewarding. It is. It is. Uh, There's yeah. no such thing as a bad yeah. day in the recording studio. When yeah. you find that magic and you, because, you know, the way you play a song live, then how do you want to interpret that in a studio? Um, and there's some treats on this album that, you know, Paul's playing some horns, there's some accordion, there's some different things that we can't really do live uh, that we kind of, you know, experimented with. We had sort of ideas going in, but you don't really know how it's going to sound. So that creative process is, uh, like I said, amazingly maddening. Um, uh, so, yeah. Tony yeah. stormed out of the studio on, you know, Huff on uh, multiple occasions. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't the only one. No, and, and because there's there's four guys that have strong opinions about how things should sound in a mix and in, and in recording, you know, there's lots and lots of discussion and let's try it this way, let's try it that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at our point in our lives, we wanted to, uh, we're going in to uh, make the best product we can. We're not trying to just jam through. So we took our time and made sure that uh, we were all happy with it. 
and that creative process of listening to each other and trying different things, I think, uh, makes it a, a much better album. Fantastic. Do you find that you are more likely to introduce a song live and then kind of hone it for a while through a series of shows? Or do you like to record the song first and then bust it out? We play it. Yeah. And we switch yeah. it up and then kind of mess around with it, kick it around a little bit. Yeah, we play it live and uh, it, it evolves <laughs> as we perform it. In, Absolutely. It kind of comes into its final shape that way. Until we get in the studio and add something to it. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the alternative is to uh, hit the big time and make a whole shitload of money where we can all take a year off work. Right, sure, yeah. Go into a studio and write the songs and live in a studio 10 hours a day writing and creating, which is what the big boys do. But for us, honing it, getting a, a pretty good idea of what we want before we go in, um, this is the way we have to do it. I would take issue with that because haven't you hit the big time? You're about to play the Palms for Christ's sakes. <laughs> palms. Hey, you know I love. Uh, it's it's isn't it all relative? Uh, yes, we've been playing music for a long time, and um, you got to enjoy everywhere you go. And when you look back at uh, some of the stuff we've done, including this show coming up, we're we have a lot of gratitude. Uh, we're very very grateful. There's a lot of bands that would love to be in our position. Um, you got to appreciate where you are, and we're pretty damn lucky to have done this, some of the stuff that we're doing, and we have almost a sold-out CD release show coming up on Friday. Yeah, and actually, the Palms is a great spot. It's probably the, I don't know, the, the heart and soul of venues as far in Yolo County, you know, in your home. Yeah, um, yeah and you you played stadium. You played a gigantic festival in France. You played in a, a prison in Belgium. You've, you've played some pretty cool spots, but uh, the Palms... That's that's gonna be awesome. And you now you had trumpets in one of the songs on this new record. What are you gonna yes. do when you play the palms? Because I, I happen to know your trumpet oh, player is gonna be bass playing and bass. And, and sing. I'm gonna play bass with my feet, one trumpet with each hand, and I'm gonna sing out my ass. Uh, I thought it was the usual already. I've heard it. I've heard it before. It, it can, he can do it. You can actually play a trumpet with his ass too. I've seen that. It's amazing. He's a, he's a multi-talented musician. That's how he hits high A. America's Got Talent. I think he tried out for that. It's called Deep A, Gordon. Oh right. I guess I wasn't sure where you were putting the mouthpiece. Yeah. You know. So, so for a real answer to your question, uh, just moments before we got on the phone with you guys, uh, we were practicing couple of uh, trumpet players who are going to join us Friday night. So we'll get to hear Feast of Fools, the song on the album that's got trumpet. And then uh, we're going to add some trumpet to a few of our Nickel Slot favorite songs and, and give our fans a, a little twist, a treat to hear something different. Right so on. Looking forward to that. We've never played with horns before. That's going to be cool. down in flames. They, they could. Been, they were pretty badass. Yeah, it was awesome. Paul wrote all the charts for them, so... Um, if they suck, we it's my fault. Yeah, it's Paul's fault. No, they sounded really good, and Paul arranged, did some sweet arrangements. So I think it's gonna be pretty fun. Our our fans who've seen us a lot of times are gonna get a good treat. Yeah, they're gonna be stoked. Now, I want to talk about a song that you guys do, "Whiskey on Your Grave," which is one of my favorites off the new album, and it is my favorite song to watch Chris play the drums on. And <laughs> hey, I gotta tell you, man, that uh, uh, I was just thinking today. That uh, that beginning drum beat, I totally ripped off from a metal song. <laughs> uh, you ever heard of Sepultura? Yeah, sure. 
Wait, yeah. I got lawyers on the phone. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just twisted up a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's a song off of uh, the Roots album. God, it's called. Uh, uh, that's specific enough, Chris. Yeah, breathe something. We but anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's where I got that intro from. Nice. Just kind of tweaked it a little bit. Very right cool. on. Yeah, that's that's yeah, right it's, up Steve's it's, alley. It's a hard rocking between that and uh, Steve's got lots of crunchy guitars on that one. So that's one of my personal yeah. faves as well. Great right stuff. On. Thank oh, you. Yeah. The, the minute uh, Tony gave us that that demo that he made of that song when he wrote it, we we knew it was going to be one of our favorites too. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Our, our now, another thing about that song is uh, it's it's yet another Kenny Franklin Valentine song. You've been following this guy's life and your music for quite a while. Is this it? Is he getting the chair? Is he getting life in prison? Is he done? You know, he got the wait for the next album. I was talking to his lawyer the other day. <laughs> My impression is is that uh, he's got a pretty good uh, defense for the murder rap. I, I, he he admits to all that other shit. Uh, he's kind of low life. <laughs> quite a list. But but I think he's going to get off on the uh, the murder rap. I just think you know, go listen to Club Rendezvous from the last CD. I, I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that's just from his lawyer. We'll have to wait and see what happens next CD. <laughs> well, you come off that hard rocking Kenny Franklin Valentine tune into One in a Million, which is a much softer, sort of optimistic Valentine tune. That song is about his daughter. You know, he, he his son was uh, on the last album to uh, Dry Town, uh, angry. But his daughter is uh, sort of the lost Valentine. She's uh, sort of uh, overshadowed by these la- larger than life guys that uh, have uh, made her life kind of hell, and she doesn't really uh, doesn't really have a voice. So this is from her perspective. She's kind of the quiet one in the background, saying, "Hey, look at me. I'm still here." Nice, very nice, very cool. Yeah, adds a lot of texture to the album. Right on. Yeah, yeah. We really wanted this album to have, uh, you know, variety. I think on your fourth album, there's always that fear of people listening to it and going, oh, man, they all sound the same, or this is the same old, the same old. And so we really wanted to put uh, some nice bookends on it with the rock and stuff, but also some more mellow, a little bit more country. The pub at the very end is very stripped down. So, uh, Oh, yeah. And by the way, we saw you play the pub. Uh, on a night when my wife was feeling low, and you actually made her cry. So nice job, Dicks. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Dang. You know, hey, that's quite an honor, man. It must uh, have been an awesome night when you got home. <laughs> <laughs> you had to turn it around. Hey, take the credit for that. But no, that's uh, you know, for someone who writes songs, you know, to affect somebody with a song. Good, bad, or ugly is is the whole goal. So that's freaking awesome. Tell her a thank you. Maybe she was just eating onions or something. But uh, <laughs> I'll take it. It is a pretty depressing song. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, but well done. And you know, once again, we get to hear play uh, Paul playing yet another different instrument. Because yes, that's my, what my accordion playing is pretty depressing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's right in with it. So speaking of Paul, <laughs> is there is there something in his contract now about him not being allowed to ski when you guys are on an album cycle? I mean, you know, Ozzy's not allowed to ride four-wheelers anymore for a reason. Hey, I'm going to be on stage Friday doing my thing. No brace, no nothing. <laughs> Playing bass pedals? He does to his legs. As long as he doesn't fuck up his hands. Yeah. <laughs> or, or his voice. Or his I, would, voice. I would just like to say if I busted something, I'd still be there for the gig. Nice. And I use all my appendages. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You would be. 
Hardcore. And I I all these appendages. <laughs> well, now you've got Devil's Chain Gang. You've got Let Your Demons Out. You've got Whiskey on Your Grave. It sounds to me like you've got just about enough horror-themed tunes to play the Bone Bat Film Festival. What's going to take you guys to get up here and play that with us? We just got to line it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we've uh, been wanting to do that gig for a long time. It's just a matter of finding the right dates. When yeah. is it? you, you got to book us for uh, 2020. Okay, we'll talk book, about book that. Us give, us, right. give us a date so we can hold it. All totally. Right. Yeah, this year uh, the, we were playing once again with the Pine Box Boys from San Francisco. Who, oh, nice. You yeah. guys played a gig with them in San Francisco. Yeah, correct? we played a Riptide, uh, uh, we call it Riptide uh, Fundraiser with it's, them uh, at the, uh, the Great, Great American, American Music Hall. Yeah. So what was that experience like with the, all you guys in that same building? That, that sounds pretty cool to me. I was so envious that I couldn't be there because we've supported both bands for so long on the show here. We're big fans. Yeah. And that just seemed like a really neat gig. No, it was fun. You know, I've seen those guys a couple times. What's that club in SF that we played at before? Um, nah, it was down on Market Park Street. Cafe de Noor. But yeah, they always are pretty interesting. I mean, who doesn't like songs about death, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they kind of have the Market songs about death. on it, too. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, but no, it was a fun show. But you can't beat that venue. Oh, it's a great venue. Yeah. yeah. It's a great venue. It was us and Red Meat, right? Red Meat yeah. Headline. Yeah. Good good night. Pine Box Boys and then uh, then Red Meat. Yeah. Very cool. So you need to double the length of the film festival and have both bands play. There right. you go. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, there we, we go. We can all work it out. We all come out and do some do a big old jam at the end together. Maybe, yeah. maybe we need cool. to break it out two days. Have one day of films and one day of music, Gordon. Okay. Oh, like a film, a film fest slash day on the green. Like go big or go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bumper shoot. Look out, we're coming. That's showing our age, man. That's some retro shit. There. Day on the green. Whoa. All right. Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we always like to ask one question to our guests when they join us on the show. Gentlemen, what pisses you off? I hate when people don't use their blinkers on the freeway, man. That pisses me off, man. I got two kids in my car half the time. I'm like, use your goddamn blinkers. Can you say that out loud in front of the kids? No, but yeah, I do. Shit. <laughs> my four-year-old daughter said, goddamn, and I was like, okay, I got to watch it. Daddy, <laughs> Honey, it's pronounced fuck. Why are you waving with just one finger? Right. <laughs> it's not that he's mad at these drivers for endangering his children. It's that he's mad at them for making him swear in front of his children. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Uh, Polly, what pisses you off, man? Um, people who build terrain parks where the third jump of the sequence is shorter than the first two jumps of the sequence. <laughs> and you're snowboarding along, you take oh. the first jump, it's fine, you land on the downslope and continue. You take the second jump, same thing, catch some beautiful air, land on the downslope and continue. Then you take the third jump, and holy shit, we ran out of downslope, and we land on the flat part. Uh, so was geez, it one of that those, pisses me off. I can imagine. Was that one of those deals where you like knew immediately that you were hurt, or did you spend the oh, rest God, of the day yeah. skiing still, and then find oh. out later? No, when I when I hit the ground, my good. knee popped. Oh. I, I felt pop right away, and then it just buckled, and oh. I, I couldn't stand after that. Uh, so that oh, was my cringing. 
Yeah. Jesus. I tried to, to get up on the snowboard and push myself down. Nope, that's not working. <laughs> I tried to, you know, get myself out of the snowboard and walk down. Nope, that's not working. Oh, so I got my first trip in a toboggan. <laughs> can check that off the bucket list. <laughs> Damn. I'm glad but you're I got okay, some man. guys ATL now, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's haunting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, I just realized you have to play our film festival because one of you actually has cadaver flesh inside your body now. <laughs> I, I yeah, yes. Hey, no, I do too. Oh, really? Oh, Half I the band. Flesh inside me and it disappeared. Oh, I see. Ooh. I did. I had an ACL. I had the same surgery as Paul and it never freaking worked. And I went back in like five years later and said, it's, it's not working. And they said, it's gone. They did an MRI. They said it's gone. I go, did they put it in? Oh yeah, they you, put it in. You we got the notes. It? Now it's gone. So I don't know. I think the <laughs> ghost came and took it back. You oh. lost your ACL. It's gone. That's, That's not in there, man. man. I know. That's like I wrote- absorbing your twin in the womb, almost. <laughs> I know. Someone. Yeah. I don't think it was the cadaver. I think it was a freaking doctor who retired the next year. Next day. <laughs> Speaking of things that piss me off, Chris, what pisses you off, man? Well, not to get confused with the people that admire Jesus juice, but I do not like whiners. People that whine. Well, isn't that what we're doing right now? Jesus juice? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you may say someone who likes wine is a whiner. Ah, oh. But I'm not talking about those kinds of whiners. I'm talking about people that whine and complain. And, uh, Who's been whining to you lately, Chris? Fuck, the whole world whines, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pissed off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay what pisses me off well I'm gonna do some whining people who freaking eat raw carrots at staff meeting that pisses me off oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes me crazy um, so uh, missing the first part of a movie that pisses me off um, all sorts of political stuff pisses me off people who, who didn't vote in the last election that pisses me off Citizens United that pisses me off um <laughs> What they did to Bernie Sanders, that pisses me off. Should I go on? I could go on and on, but I think I'll just leave it there. Maybe just put it in the next song I write. You're getting whiny, dude. I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> the great circle you of piss off. You got didn't you, Chris? You're like, man, I, I hate it when people... I, I just hate it when people whine. I don't like it when people whine. Well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't sound like that, but... <laughs> Chris is pissed off by this recurring segment of the Bone Bat Show. Oh. It's just whining. No, it's not whining. You know what I mean by whining. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you want to bitch slap someone. <laughs> it's like Chris Shepta. plays the drums to yeah. get his aggression out. That's right. Oh, I have one more that pisses me off. Go for it, Steve. Yeah. Hate, I hate when we play with a band and they open for us and they take forever to clean their shit off the stage. Yeah, that really pisses me off. That's kind of a that's just because when we open for somebody, when we're done, we get our shit out of the way and we enjoy the rest of the show. I hate when bands just sit there and take their sweet time cleaning their shit up when they were doing a thirty minute set. It's like get out of the way. Stop talking to your girlfriend. Well, you know, really, so that that happens. I mean, I'm in a band and we, you know, we we're not we're very small. We're a covers act, but we know that the clock is running the second we're done and we're getting out of there as quickly as fucking possible. God bless you. There's some musician band etiquette stuff that bands, and I guess if it's a new or younger band, but if it's an older band who should know better, it's like, come on, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you stay you stay until the end of the show, until the headliner's done. You don't well, pack don't your merch up and leave early. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You stay there and support the headliner. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, technically you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 22 years old and you uh, don't have a job, then yes, you should stay till the end. You're, you're capable of sleeping in until the end. Right. Oh shoot. <laughs> I always stay till the end. Did we get it all out of our systems, guys? I think yeah, so. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us on the show. Well, where can our listeners find your stuff? You can find our stuff at uh, thenickelslotsmusic.com. Spotify, Spotify, Pandora, Pandora iTunes, iTunes, Bandcamp, and right? At the Palms Playhouse this Friday night in Winters, California. Yeah. Plenty in Steve's closet, too, I think. Yeah. You know? yeah. In my gym locker. <laughs> trunk. Yeah. Yeah, go to the website and uh, check it out and uh, order our stuff if you like it. Fantastic. We'll send it to you eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to the post office every now and then. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us on the show, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for having us, having us. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you want to introduce this next cut? This one goes out to uh, Kenny Franklin up in Pelican Bay. It's called Whiskey on Your Grave.
Sacramento, California, and you are listening to The Bone Bat Show. God knows why. Back again with Whiskey on Your Grave from the Nickel Slots and their brand new release, Pack Up All Regrets. You just heard where to find it, so uh, make that happen, folks. Yeah, you should. Thanks again to the Nickel Slots for joining us on the show. That was fantastic. Gord, you got any weird stuff this week? Steve, I do. I have the best weird stuff. You've talked, you and I have talked about this on the show many, many years ago about how this is not really a thing anymore. Maybe it never was a thing, but when we were kids, we were scared of it. I was <laughs> okay. like roughly, I don't know, probably figured there's about a one in four chance that this is the way I was going to die. I'm talking about quicksand. <laughs> And quicksand was finally in the news. Like it actually, something actually happened with quicksand for possibly the first time in my life. Um, and I'm talking about 34-year-old Ryan Osmond, not of the Donny Osmond family. This okay. is Osmond, although it would have been awesome if Donny Osmond would have sunk in quicksand. He was hiking Saturday with his girlfriend, Jessica McNeil, when she tripped into quicksand and as he helped her out his own right leg became engulfed up to the hip he said there was no chance of moving at all the sand had surrounded the whole leg and i couldn't move it the best way way to describe it would be standing in a huge puddle of concrete that basically dries instantly that's right he stepped in quicksand with one leg sunken up to the hip and that was that. He could so, not escape. So quicksand dries instantly. I've always like the movies. I don't know Steve Austin, whoever got stuck in quicksand. <laughs> it always seemed very watery. No, no. I think this was a what a metaphor. No, it was a simile because it it used like or as. The best way to describe it would be like standing in a huge puddle of concrete that dries instantly. That's what he's telling us here. I think that it was still wet quicksand. But it just had suctioned his leg in, and he couldn't move it. And there was a sense of urgency, because there was a storm coming in, Gord. That's right, Steve. There was a storm coming in, and he he got hypothermia as a result of this storm, because 
His girlfriend took three flipping hours to hike out to get help. I don't she know. She was, was stuck in the quicksand too. No, she fell in the quicksand. He, being a gentleman, somehow helped her out before. I guess she sunk in very far. Maybe she was very buoyant. It doesn't say. But when he did, he stepped like full on up to the hip in quicksand with one leg. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I want more information about how this all went down. I want more relation. I want more information on how their relationship is faring now that she climbed over his body to get out of the quicksand. <laughs> yes, exactly. So she went out, got help, and then it took ten hours before the park rangers reached him, and then another two hours for the park rangers to get him out of the quicksand. I'm having a lot of trouble putting the timeline together. Because she took like her three seven, hours to roughly, get help. That's roughly 30 hours, right? By my math. At least. <laughs> at least 30 hours to get help for this guy. No wonder he got hypothermia. Lucky to die of dehydration. Can you drink quicksand? We need to know. I don't know. Is that, he said one you guy boil was... it in your zip burner? What is a zip burner? Is that what you call your zipper? <laughs> is that one of those little cams? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's, you do the zipper very, very like, fast until really it lights fast. a fire. It's, it's, it's very similar to rubbing two sticks together. <laughs> it's just rubbing one stick <laughs> against your zipper. If... Oddly, that could have warmed him up too. <laughs> <laughs> Done properly, could have shot him right out of the quicksand. <laughs> And he was found later with a smile on his face. <laughs> right. Uh, according to the story, they were forced to spend the night when a winter storm brought in four inches of additional snow. It wasn't until Sunday that Utah rescuers facing difficult terrain and stormy weather repelled a hundred feet down a cable to lift him to safety. Was this in a helicopter or was this a cable right there? I, there's a lot I need to know. The National Park Service says that freezing temperatures, snow, and cold runoff could have easily turned the hikes into treacherous ones. And Zion, I'm assuming that's where they were hiking, has experienced a wet winter this year, creating the conditions potentially dangerous with quicksand. So I was going to ask where this was. So Zion, that's in Utah, right? That's in Utah, yeah. So the problem, it sounds like, was there was snow over the quicksand? So they didn't see the quicksand? Is that it? I don't know that one can actually spot quicksand. I think that uh, the quicksand can be tough to spot. It appears to be dry on the surface, and it's wet underneath. Hmm. Fascinating. That was your mom, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all the weird news I've got. Osmond quicksand. suffered minor muscle damage, but expects to make a full recovery. I wasn't even going to read that part. Who cares? This guy got hurt from having sand scraped off his leg. His girlfriend is now dating somebody who doesn't fall into quicksand. <laughs> she should be careful because if she falls into quicksand again, that person may not help her out. <laughs> but the crazy thing is after that, did they run into the ROUSs? They probably did. Was, well, you know, they're in Zion. Is there a forest there? I think those only live in the I forest. I don't think those exist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I, no I think news that... on if they got a Scooby snack afterwards. <laughs> then the park ranger was like, and we would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> 
Oh, no Gilligan's Island reference? I thought you were going yeah, to do a I Gilligan! Think, I think we're done here. How about, okay. uh, why don't we listen to another tune from uh, the Nickel Slots, the appropriately titled Feast of Fools. <laughs> yes, where Paul Zinn plays trumpet out his ass.
You're listening to the Bone Back Show. Today's weather highs in the 50s, lows in the 60s, partially clearing clouds in the part of the basin. All right, once again, that was Feast of Fools from Nichols Flots' brand new release, Pack Up All Regrets. Trumpet Where? by Paul's in. Was that the brown note? It is now. <laughs> you got any multimedia triage, sir? I have so much media triage, Steve. So much. Did you watch Russian Doll? I watched Russian Doll. I have not seen Russian Doll. Is that a series or a movie? It is a series on Netflix, and I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really smart, really fun, really well acted. The premise is basically Groundhog Day, except Groundhog Day, uh, you know, he wakes up every day, and it's, you know, he's repeating the same day over and over again. In this, she goes until she dies, and then wakes up and, you know, starts over again from the same spot. That sounds like so, uh, happy, like a video game. Happy Death Day or whatever. Yeah, I it didn't see that one. It was a film that was out last year, and there's actually a sequel now, Happy Death Day to You, which is this girl uh, gets murdered over and over and over, and every time she dies, she reappears that morning, and she has to solve her murder, essentially, to break the cycle. Oh, wow. That sounds painful. It's a, it's kind of a uh, horror comedy though, so it's it's got a lot of humor in it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, Russian Doll is cool, and it's got uh, yeah, what's her name who was so good in Orange Is the New Black, which I watched for one season and then stopped. Hmm, okay. Uh, and then uh, I watched uh, the new Ken Jong stand up on Netflix, and I gotta say, this guy, this guy do- who was a doctor, and then he went on to do The Hangover, jumped out of a truck naked. Uh, made a lot of people laugh. Then he doesn't make people laugh. Now the stand-up sucks balls, <laughs> and you should absolutely not watch it. It's like more of a TED talk than anything else. It's it's awful, just just fucking awful. And I know some of you out there are going to be like, "Oh, but I liked him in that thing. He's really funny. I think I'm going to give it a chance." And you're going to spend the first ten minutes like, "Yeah, this is kind of funny. I think Gordon's wrong. I like where this is going." And then you're going to spend the next 50 minutes going, oh, my God, Gordon was right. I should stop watching, but I've got too much time invested in it. You're going to get to the very end and go, I should listen to Gordon. <laughs> or you should just watch John Mulaney and be done with it because he'll make you laugh. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could watch to make you laugh. This hey, is not one of what? them. New what? Kid in Town by John Mulaney, that stand-up act, also references Quicksand. There you go. Dude, it's a thing. It is. Yeah, and then I watched a movie that's in the theaters. You can see it right now. What? And yeah, I went out of the house, watched this movie. Actually, watched this movie with Paul Zinn. Holy crap! Wow. Watch Cold New Pursuit. Worlds colliding. Uh, worlds are just smashing into each other right now. It's like the center of a black hole. Wait a minute, Cold Pursuit is that the Liam Neeson movie whose main selling point is that it's got "Don't Fear the Reaper" in the trailer? In the trailer, but not in the movie. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't afford it. Probably not. Yeah, it, well... That movie looks totally uninteresting to me. What made you want to go see it in the theaters? When the original came out five years ago, called In Order of Disappearance, I watched it. Oh, this is I a sequel? It. 
No, it's a flat out remake. Control C, Control V, translate <laughs> to English. <laughs> uh, so it's a foreign film. It is now. I mean, it was then. It's not anymore. They moved it to Denver. Uh, they kept a lot of the same actual shots the same. I mean, you're like, hey, I remember this scene in the garage. Or I remember that scene. She's wearing the same orange outfit. But that said, most people listening to this show didn't watch In Order of Disappearance because they don't watch very many movies from Norway. So it will be new to you. Okay. And it was it was pretty good. Huh. Very black humor. Very very dark. Uh, should I be laughing at this stuff happens? I don't know. We just watched that Liam Neeson movie, The Passenger, the one where he's on the train and everybody's trying to kill him, and there's a conspiracy going on, and it kind of sucked. At the end of it, it I was looked just like, like it sucked. Yeah, why did we watch that? It was pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, this is the one where he's a snowplow driver, and it is not the typical Liam Neeson. Over the top, I've got a specific set of skills. You know, it's, it's not that. Um, so you can watch ones. it, or you can watch, right now streaming on Netflix is In Order of Disappearance. So you can watch the original on Netflix streaming. You can watch the Liam Neeson remake in English if you're uncomfortable with people that speak other languages. Um, either way, you know, you check one of them out. You have been on the record as saying you don't always like to read a movie. It's true. I don't. And once in a while is fine, but if I get into like a series like Narcos, that's, that gets to be too much. Like by like that sixth, eighth hour into it, it's, it's just a bit much. I got to be in the right in the right spot to to read a movie. Clearly, that high school Spanish didn't pay off. No, did not. Thanks for nothing, Senora. Well, speaking of stuff uh, streaming on Netflix right now, I caught up on a couple of things. The Moon with Sam Rockwell. You saw that? You reviewed it a couple years ago. It's fucking great. Oh, isn't that called Moon? Oh, is it? Okay. Moon. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you finally watched it. Great, unexpected sci-fi movie. Uh, Very quiet, very uh, interesting slow burn of a movie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Not Quiet is Pandorum. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's also streaming. It is if, let me see how, how to describe this. If aliens took place with Mad Max cannibals running around in it trying to kill you instead of actual aliens, it was okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of a mess and kind of fucking so crazy. It's more like if Mad Max happened on a spaceship is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, sort of. But it also had the waking up from hypersleep and not knowing what's going on sort of thing. It's got uh, Ben Foster in it and... Uh, Dennis Quaid and I mean the acting's good but it's just kind of nonsensical and you know if you want a popcorn movie that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah yeah watch it and you want to I was in the mood for some sci-fi stuff and so I watched that it was alright but I didn't you know the thing you've been watching this sci-fi that I am digging on now finally is The Expanse it took a while to get into it but by season three, that, that series is firing in all cylinders. It's fucking a lot of fun. Some of the characters are great. Amos, who you refer to as, what is it now? Uh, I call him Murder Cuddles. Amos is fucking baller. Uh, Isn't he? Yeah. And it's just, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in that series. And uh, a lot of, I think, unexpected stuff. I don't think 
I think it's well written enough that it keeps surprises coming at you, and I'm enjoying it. So, The Expanse uh, season three just started on Amazon, uh, and season four is going to be out. I understand for the holidays nineteen, so uh, you can catch up now on three full seasons of it. The first season you might have to you know wade through with boots. It takes a little while to get through the first four episodes or so, but then it starts to pick up and get good. Yeah, episodes uh, two and three just slow down because it turns into more of a political thing. The first two episodes, bam, bam, and then you slow down and you're like, oh, no, and then it, boom, it keeps going again, so check it out. Last movie I'd like to talk about is we went and saw Glass in the theaters, the new M. Night Shyamalan joint, and uh, I walked away from it mostly being kind of puzzled and disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Unbreakable was an interesting film with Bruce Willis, and then that was followed up with Split with James McAvoy, who plays this dude who's got like 17 different personalities, and one of them may or may not be a supervillain with superpowers. Uh, And then we go back to Glass, which is Samuel L. Jackson, the fragile super genius, uh, who is going to pit uh, McAvoy's character against Bruce Willis's character as genius supervillains are wont to do. And uh, I kind of felt like it... So I sort of respect uh, the director's attempt to build a Shamalamaverse. <laughs> but... You can quote me on that. But in the end, I thought that they totally gave Bruce Willis's character short shrift. And I found the ending of it sort of disappointing. So I'd say don't go see it in the theaters. It's probably gone by now anyway. Watch it on video. You may enjoy it, depending on how much you enjoyed the previous two films. But as a trilogy, I don't think they work together very well as a contiguous trilogy. It's almost like three separate films that sort of shoehorn together and have some tie-in points at the end. I don't know. I All just right. didn't love it. And then I, uh, I chose not to watch it, and I'm, I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah, probably not a bad decision. And then uh, Board Games, Gord... Uh, Julie and I have played a game recently called Fog of Love, which uh, it is a board game where you and another player role play a romantic comedy. And the the first uh, episode that you play out is that you met at a party and you're going on your first date. And so, like, different opportunities come up and choices to uh, pursue or to further the relationship happen as you play through cards in the game. And... uh, it's pretty fun. I had a really good time with it. One of the interesting things about playing with your significant other, the game, is that it is kind of a role-playing game. You're playing another character, and you have you can have a you know your own gender, you can have a job, and you can have certain personality traits. And so you find yourself when you're playing it with somebody else, wondering how they're going to respond to a question like, okay, are they going to respond as themselves or as their character? And so that has kind of an interesting meta twist to it, but. Uh, it's a really fun game, and I think you can get it on Amazon for kind of cheap right now, like 30 bucks. So if that sounds interesting to you, I think there's four scenarios in the initial game, and then they have uh, other scenarios that you buy card packs that you can uh, play beyond that. So uh, It sounds game. like a surefire way to get into an argument with your significant really? other. No, it wasn't, because we, we didn't fight at all. It was it was fun. It was a good time. So fog you, like, draw a card and catch chlamydia? And... No, no. There's not. But there is oh. stuff like, as you start out, there's like three decks that you go through during the game. There's, a, I think it's a, a sweet deck, a serious deck, and a drama deck, or something like that. 
And so the the drama deck, the final deck, can have stuff like you how how do you tell your significant other that you have a secret kid that you didn't let them know about? Like oh, just things like that in the game, which are kind of interesting, and you play through those scenarios. So kind of fun. Hmm. Definitely fun. Right. Not actually having the mystery kid. That's a lot better. I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, I've been playing lately that's, that I've had forever, but I I hadn't played it. Was uh, I've been playing Doom again, but in arcade mode. So what so is you arcade and I both mode? Played that I mean, game. Yeah, if you played through the whole game, what is arcade mode? Yeah, it's just a, a, a faster version of the game. It's just, as the name implies, much more arcadey. You're going for points. You're not trying to find every single secret. Um, and you're you've got to grab lives. You start out with only one life. It's pretty much just redoing the maps in a much more frantic, high. Uh, fast-paced fashion. Interesting. And okay. Hell, you've got the game. You haven't played it in a while. You may as well do that. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Cool. Because that is that is one of the best games, really, for Xbox or whatever console. Just to put on the TV and spend some time being immersed in this over-the-top world that you're just desperately trying to carve your way through. That, that is a really great game. Yeah, nothing the you know, satisfies after a shitty day at work than shooting the shit out of demons. That's that's a good way to go. Yeah, chainsawing demons even. <laughs> yeah, but not new. Also not new. Some music I've been digging on, new to me. Um, finally bought the Budos Band album. Came out in 2014. Burnt Offering. Which, it's on Daptone Records. I know I should have bought it a long time ago. People whose opinion I respect have been listening to this album and telling me I'd like it, and I just never bought it. And it's freaking great. They're all right. It's lots of uh, lots of saxophones, some very cool funky beats, but uh, done in a manner. It's it's like if you were listening to Orgone, except scowling. It's it's just a lot of like kind of minor keys and angry, dangerous sounds. I don't know what what you call that genre of music i mean some people call it pro soul or afro funk or, or but it's it's really kind of its own thing you should check it out okay. budos band is, oh. was this their the previous album was budos budos gali this that's it <laughs> yes back when they were playing in front of the un uh, the general <laughs> assembly i've also been listening to glow sun uh their eternal sunshine album which is just some uh, kind of sludgy stoner rock, mostly instrumental, a little bit of vocals. But what's cool about this band is the way their songs build, the way the, the progression of the, the instrumentation and the way the sort of the math behind, behind the song. It, it starts out doing one kind of slow, simple thing and then building and building and building. You've really got a, a freaking cool piece of music by the time it's... It's over. Glow Sun, check those guys out as well. Nice. And then to go all over the place, been listening to a little weird techno band called Beta to the Max. And they have a four song EP called From Tomorrow with Love, which is fun. It's cute. It's fun. You should check that out as well. That's that's the music I've been digging on, and now you should too. 
Oh, 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 one other thing uh, for triage this week. I I forgot to mention, uh, since we talked all about them the uh, last episode of the show, but uh, the the latest episode of Two Minutes to Late Night is now available for your viewing pleasure. It's got lots of Mutoid Man, and uh, it's the 47th Annual Tuesday Awards, which is totally made up and hilarious, and uh, a good time is had by all. Did you check out the show yet? I did. And? I like it. It made me smile. Even Julie watched it with me, and she was cracking up. There's a there's a lot of great stuff in it. Mutoid Man is awesome. They're totally fun. And uh, at the end, they play a cover of Everyone's a Winner by Hot Chocolate. It was just a blast. Such a good time. Right on. All right. You want to listen to another tune? Yeah, I do. All right. Why don't we uh, go way back and listen to an old one from the Nickel Slots from... Uh, there was a second album five miles gone that sounds right this is devil's chain gang well i'm on the devil's chain gang i'm shackled to his leg he'd shovel full of dirt berries when wickedness i've made from sunrise till sundown each and every day i'm on the devil's chain gang and i'm shackled to his leg Shovel, try to make amends. Well, I'm on the devil's chain gang. I'm shackled to his leg. He shovel full of dirt berries. One wickedness I've made from sunrise till sundown. Each and every day, I'm on the devil's chain gang, and I'm shackled to his leg. And he wants his money back Well, I'm on the devil's chain gang Shackled to his leg He shovel full of dirt berries What wickedness I've made From sunrise till sundown Each and every day I'm on the devil's chain gang And I'm shackled to his leg Free world life. 
dust out on the devil's chain gang Well, I'm on the devil's chain gang I'm shackled to his leg Each shovel full of dirt berries One wickedness I've made From sunrise till sundown Each and every day I'm on the devil's chain gang And I'm shackled to his leg I'm on the devil's chain gang I'm on the devil's chain gang From sunrise till sundown Each and every day I'm on the devil's Chain gang and I'm shackled to his leg. Yeah, the yeah. devil's chain gang and I'm shackled to his leg. Yeah, the devil's chain gang and I'm shackled to his leg. Yeah, the devil's chain gang, I'm shackled to his leg. Yeah, the devil's chain gang and I'm shackled to his leg. The devil's chain gang, I'm shackled to his leg. And you're listening to the motherfucking Bone Batch Show. All right, once again, Devil's Chain Gang from the Nickel Slots. February 22nd at the Palms. Go see them live for their record release show for Pack Up All Regrets. You can pick up a copy of the CD and hear some of the scorchiness country music you're liable to hear out of sacramento good stuff folks thank oh. you so i'd like to thank the nickel slots for joining us on the show that was an absolute pleasure our usual bullshit the show number is 425-296-6557 or you can reach us via email to steve at bonehand.com got new content on bonehand.com every once in a while and it's also the home of the heavy half hour and you can find my stuff at MightyWombat.com. I apologize for not making any new cartoons lately. I've been working diligently on the Film Fest, on some t-shirt designs, and on an art show that I'm going to have once the Film Fest is over. So, But cartoons will happen again. Don't give up on me. Cartoons in the future. All right. You can follow uh, me on Twitter. I'm Bonehand over there. Or we also have a Bone Bat Twitter feed, which is where we post stuff about the festival, as well as a Facebook page, which is a good place to find out uh, additional items on the fest, sweet deals, information about new albums by bands we featured, uh, cool shorts we stumble across. Gordon's been throwing those up. There's a lot of good, entertaining content there, so check that out as well. And Mighty Wombat has a Facebook page as well. If you're looking for Mike Wombat, you got to go to at, it's all one big-ass word, much like the Nickel Slots website. It's MightyWombat.com. you got to spell it out. D-O-T-C-O-M. That's MightyWombat.com on the Facebooks. And I post silly things there. You'll like it. Thank you for listening. And if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, our next episode is going to be the Film Festival Preview. So uh, I expect we'll be speaking to the Pine Box Boys and have lots of great film information for you on that episode. So you will not want to miss it. Again, tickets are available now via BoneBat.com for the 9th Comedy of Horrors Film Festival, which will take place on April 13th, 2019 at the SIF Cinema Uptown in Seattle. Indeed. Last tune, dude. One final tune. Hit. Let's do the song that made my loved one cry, The Pub. All right. Uh, once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
Twilight is falling Lucifer's calling me back Calling me back from the edge Loneliness will kill you Quicker than whiskey So don't miss me now You know I'll be found Drinking down at the pub Night after night I will stray from the fight Till the morning light Light shines on my heart Too many memories The ending of love Don't miss me now You know I'll be found Drinking down at the pub So meet me down at the pub Whatever they're pouring Might just be enough To kill all this In the same place again Folks lift their pipes To old friends and old times That have long disappeared Yet I still sit here Drinking down at the pub of truth is always in style but we all need a place we can rest for a while though it's all an illusion of sweet sympathy I'll keep playing this game hoping something will change while I'm drinking down at the pub
dude, who taught you how to microphone? <laughs> That's not how you do 